Hi, welcome, welcome back. It's been a good long while. And it's crazy because I actually recorded a couple of episodes between my last published episode, which was like back in October of last year, and we're in April. <laughs> but I never finished producing them and posting them. Um, I just got caught up in a bunch of different projects. Um, and I started, I think everything kind of lost a little bit of flow when my computer crashed and then I decided to also switch platforms. Um, I decided to switch to Anchor. So in that whole process with everything else I had going on, I just kind of lost um, the flow. Anyway, <laughs> I'm here having a little bit of wine. It's um, almost 3 p.m. Friday, good Friday. Um, during the quarantine, it's April 10th, <laughs> and I've been in um, quarantine for four weeks, almost four weeks. Um, it's going to be a month on Sunday. This is probably going to keep going for probably another month at least. So sit tight, tighten your seatbelts, and relax at home. Anyway, um, what's been going on? A lot. Um, so let's see, where do I even start? I don't even know. The year started 2020 and I was ready to conquer. I was like, no, this year I'm shoving aside imposter syndrome. I'm gonna move through things. I'm going to really face my demons and I'm going to do it. Um, I was starting with new classes at the studio. I was gathering people. I was growing my social media for my studio. And then um, January arrived, middle of January or beginning of January, actually. There were uh, massive earthquakes in the southern part of Puerto Rico. The whole island was paralyzed for several days. Um, then um, I had to put off reopening the studio for about at least a week and a half. Then um, we moved forward, nevertheless, and we kept pushing forward. Uh, February was a pretty good month. We just like, you know, kept moving. Um, I started new classes. Um, and then it seemed like everything was picking up in March. And of course, throughout this time, we were hearing of this Wuhan virus, but, you know, it just seemed very distant, seemed far away. Um, I was listening to the news, keeping track of it, but honestly, I wasn't very um, invested at the time, at least not throughout February. Um, I had a trip in April that I was very much looking forward to, the first week of April, an intensive, um, intensive training with my teacher in Catskill, New York, for a whole week. So it was going to be super exciting. I had gotten really cheap housing. I had got a, a really cheap flight. I was excited and was looking forward to it. I was preparing for it. Then it got canceled. Well, postponed to August. We'll see about that. Um, I had another trip in May to San Francisco, got canceled. So all of this started happening kind of overnight for me. Um, one day, like I remember the exact day, it was March 14th. It was Saturday, March 14th, when all of a sudden um, a, an event that I had been preparing for for about a month or so um, was canceled. 
and this was going to be a fundraiser for um, the San Francisco trip, uh, mostly for the benefit of the students who were attending this um, event in San Francisco. And we're going to San Francisco for the first time and that got canceled and that's when everything just sort of came crashing down. We canceled classes, we started staying home, they declared um, a, a shelter in place um, order <coughs> in Puerto Rico and that was it, that was the end, that, that's it. That's when we just kind of locked up and stayed home. I've only gone out to get groceries um, and to pick up stuff at the studio. I set up a studio at home. The first two weeks though, I was really sick. Um, I had a really bad chest cold. I don't think it was coronavirus, but um, I, I just got really sick. I was, you know, basically um, but doing bare minimum. I keep doing my, my translation work, um, which I'm very grateful for because that, you know, it's a steady income. And actually I keep getting a few more requests because a lot of uh, new clients are coming up requesting services. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that. But I was kind of doing bare minimum. And then throughout the second week, I started setting everything up for Zoom classes. Um, I started teaching online classes last week through Zoom, um, belly dance classes, and it's been going pretty great. I cannot complain either. Um, it's actually been a wonderful haven for me and for my um, for my small tiny community community of partners and students so I'm very grateful for that um, I think that even though I'm not a believer in that online classes um, at least dance classes are a perfect replacement for in-person classes there's something about the in-person experience that's just irreplaceable it is still a wonderful wonderful way of staying in touch reaching out and staying connected and that's kind of one of the ways in which i've found to to maintain that connection another way that i've found of maintaining connection is through interviews on instagram live with friends which is a wonderful feature that i've fallen in love with um, i used to be um, a live agnostic, if you will. I used to hate lives. I used to not um, really know what to say or, or find the point in them, and I'm starting to get into it. So um, I started doing these these lives uh, about three weeks ago, <clears throat> just reaching out to different artists, dancers, to talk with them um, through this platform about how they're dealing with coronavirus, especially dancers, because they are people who sort of require that in-person experience, at least in part, to, to make up some of their income, to make the art, to share their art. And of course, everybody's kind of sharing their art and their work and their training through social media, but still. Um, it's, it's still um, a big disruption in their schedules, right? So, you know, it's been a, an adaptation process. So that's one way in which I've found a little bit of solace, just reaching out to different people that I admire um, and that I want to connect with to, to hear just what their experience has been like. 
Um, so I feel like all of last week I was in a much more excited mood because I was starting up new projects and I was I was very present on social media. I've been very present on social media. My 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 social media following on both Instagram and Facebook has grown, and so um, I've, I've attracted new people to the online classes, people who aren't even here in Puerto Rico. So it's been um, kind of an advantage in that regard, but I feel that on the other hand, I wasn't connecting to the bitter part of this whole thing and this is what today's episode after almost nine minutes is going to be about um i really kind of the first couple of weeks were rough because i was recovering from a really bad cold and i was like in 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 this state of shock for having this positive and i was kind of grateful for the pause and and that's kind of what I want to talk about actually just this um this this side of it where it's bittersweet it's it's bittersweet because I have many things to be grateful for and this quarantine has been positive for me in many ways but it's also been rough it's been a struggle and just this week has been about reconciling those two things the bittersweet the bitter with the sweet the contradiction right so there has been no huge loss of income in my household because, as I said, I've continued to teach online classes, which kind of brings a little bit of income so I can at least make up part of the rent for the studio that is still there, even though we're not using it. Um, and I keep doing my translation work and my partner is still teaching. He's teaching online. He's a, he's a university professor and he's been doing... Um, his classes online and it's been going really great for him so um, there hasn't been like a major loss of income um, on, and also like I mentioned um, this has been very positive for my relationship with social media because as you know if you've been listening to this podcast or you've listened to other episodes you understand that the reason I created this podcast in the first place was because I had this broad relationship with social media. And like the motto says, this podcast is for those who struggle with social media but can't afford to get out of it because there's this whole thing about how, oh, you shouldn't be on Facebook, you shouldn't be on Instagram, which is really not helpful at all for those of us who have businesses or who need to have a social media presence for our projects, right? So... In any case, <laughs> um, my relationship with social media is constantly shifting and that's what I, I, I try to explore on this podcast. And the past few weeks have been very positive in that regard. I, I've gotten better at it. I've, I've gotten more detached emotionally, so I don't care so much about the numbers, um, but I... Um, I'm showing up. I'm showing up and, and people are responding, I guess, because we're all trapped at home and there's not much else to do. So we can escape into this little world of fantasy um, or connection too, right? We go here for connection. But um, I, um, anyway, it's been, it's been positive in that regard is what I'm trying to say. That's my point. I have been 
showing up and thinking of better ways to connect and keep connected and it's it's become a little bit easier to create content but um, I think this week I just hit that wall again and but in a different way right I I realized that I was I was overdoing it on the taking this as an opportunity um, notion right like okay let's see this this um, quarantine is an opportunity. I, that was my mindset from the get-go. Like, how can I take advantage of this time, either to rest, reflect, create, connect, etc. Like, get going on my projects. And at the same time, I didn't allow myself a lot of space for feeling more negative emotions or emotions that are considered more negative. Right. So. Um, things like anger, frustration, resentment, grief. And this week it kind of hit me. Um, I started having a lot of neck and shoulder pain. I was very, very, very tight on my shoulders. And finally I started doing yoga, um, which is something that had been on my mind for a long time. I love doing yoga. Um, I, I get a lot out of it. I know that it's not for everybody, but I do. I get out of, a lot out of it. I, I get a lot out of trying different types of yoga, trying different modalities, showing up for practice. I get a lot out of it. But at the same time, I had never really created a very consistent practice for an extended period of time. And I feel like now I'm ready to do that. And so I, I started doing that and I, I, to the point where I'm like craving going to the mat and, and just kind of spending time there with my body and myself. And it's been helping a lot. It's been softening me up because I realized that I had built this wall of self-protection and optimism and like, yeah, go, 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 make, 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 give, give, give. And I wasn't creating a lot of space for myself to sort of wind down, reflect, soften. And I started receiving signals from my body, um, just extreme exhaustion, weakness, head, headaches, um, this shoulder pain that I was uh, mentioning, just kind of weakness in the wrist and the hands. And I noticed that when I rested, I truly rested, all those things went away. So I knew that they were not something else, but rather anxiety, stress, etc., which can wreak havoc on your body and make you feel like you're about to die of a horrible disease. So um, I've been working on that these past few days and just kind of giving myself space to feel the quote unquote bad things, grief, anger, resentment. There's been a lot of grief and sadness, to be honest, not just about my situation. I'm okay. Um, I'm, I'm sad about what's going to come. I'm, I'm grieving for the world that is sort of dying in a way. And certainly it's not a world that I'm necessarily going to miss. But this shift, this transition is going to to make a lot of people suffer, I might still suffer in the future. I mean, this is not all said and done. Um, I might lose some of my clients because they can no longer afford me. So you never know. Um, so there's that. Um, I, I've been grieving um, the, the presidential 
electoral process, the, the, the US, um, the Democratic primaries, um, I was, um, I was not only rooting for Bernie, I was actually contributing to his campaign since last year. So this was a huge loss for me personally, and I think a huge loss for everybody in general. I, I was very disappointed with the shift in rhetoric, the discourse around his loss. Like, this isn't 2012 anymore. I mean, this is 2020, things are very different. We're playing a very different game right now. And just seeing the same rhetoric as, as we saw back in 2016, it just made my heart ache. And so um, I just, um, I just felt a little bit defeated and I started giving myself permission to allow, to allow those feelings, right? So this is why I talk about the wall breaking. It's just kind of like that dam breaking and just all the water rushing forth and the tears coming and unspecified tears, unspecified emotions, right? this sense of, of loss and grief and not trying to articulate it in any particular way, not trying to make it into this whole thing, but rather um, just allowing, just allowing those emotions without trying to put a pin in them, without trying to categorize them and understand, oh, this is what this is and just accurately label everything just allowing and it's been kind of a messy and chaotic but I've kind of been loving the process not gonna lie even though it's been painful um, I, I feel a lot of these things very much in my body like I get actual physical symptoms like I mentioned headaches um, muscular musculoskeletal aches which is how it manifests for me for other people, this manifests as digestive issues, right? So a lot of people have loss of appetite, they have digestive issues, diarrhea, nausea, etc. I don't get those so much. I get more the musculoskeletal um, side effects of stress and anxiety. Um, so that's what I've been experiencing a lot. Um, and just it just felt like my whole nervous system was shook up and I needed to like, whoa, put the foot in my on the brakes and just have a lot of self-compassion and and soften right i i think i went immediately into this role of of wanting to be a force of strength and i am always always reminded when the, when that happens that i cannot be an inspiration and a strength for other people if i'm not also acknowledging my own vulnerability um, I'm just not the type of, of person I, I'm not the type of leader I'm not the type of, of guide or mentor that could just be perfectly strong all the time I need to show vulnerability I need to show my my softer side and I wasn't honoring that enough and I think these past few days have been about that about honoring that so i just want to say um to conclude that if you are that person who is in that position of being a source of strength and moral support for others maybe you're a parent who has kids at home who are struggling 
or your partner or your a child or with elderly parents or you are a teacher or you are a healthcare worker even more or you're a mental health professional um, or whoever whatever role you're in just make space for your vulnerability for your own sort of quote-unquote weaker softer side and acknowledge that you have needs too and that you need to allow yourself some time to cry and it may not make sense you don't need to label it necessarily you don't need to know why you're crying necessarily you might be in a wonderful privileged position but still feel the pain maybe because you feel the pain of others maybe because you're wondering how everything is going to be afterwards maybe because you're afraid of uncertainty allow that to come up because that is the only way that you can mend and you can heal and um and transform and change right you allow those feelings to come up to the surface and then that allows you to um, ease your way more easily into what comes next, right? So let the answers flow to the surface, let the feelings flow to the surface and just allow yourself to be present for those emotions, however unwanted and unpleasant and complicated and incomprehensible they might be. Take care of yourself. Um, I will be back to my Instagram social media blues page these these the next days so be sure to check it out over there um i'll, I'll try to be more present um i think this is bringing just a huge shift for everybody in all of our projects and all our determinations so keep going there keep staying strong we're all in this together we are enmeshed we have each other take care Welcome to Social Media Blues, a podcast for those who struggle with social media but can't afford to get out of it. I am your hostess, Elsa Figueroa, and this is today's episode.